The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Good evening, Judith. Good evening. And thank you so much for having me on your show. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure to have you, and it's especially a pleasure to have you back. I think I really enjoyed last week's show. And um, I was, in a sense, surprised because I was you know, planning to, I think that's what we discussed earlier on, planning to talk about the rise of the Divine Feminine, which is coming up and, and showing signs around, around the universe. And then in the end, we ended up talking about our wounding in a sense. And I think it's a, it's a very important topic and a very meaningful topic that we hear about, I guess. So, again, thank you very much for sharing your experience. Well, thank you very much. Yes, the woundedness is very much there. I deal with people all the time. And, and uh, you know, I was just writing an article the other day where, where I actually saw that the men are just as wounded as the women are. And we cannot just concentrate on the one and not see the woundedness of the other. It is when in our woundedness that we heal, which is the beauty of this time. It is through our woundedness that we reach out to each other. And it's through our woundedness that we heal. And that is the beauty of this time it's it's quite amazing i, I agree my you know my question my, my inquisitive mind would say what about people who are men in this life and were abused as women in the past how can they find out in, in a sense or well i don't know how it works so can you uh, tell us share some of your wisdom there um, I think that in the end it sort of evens it out whether you were a woman in a past life or not, um, whether you were the man who abused other women or whether you're the woman that abused men because that happens as well. In the end, uh, everything will balance each other out and everything will, will sort of come to you as a lesson that you have to master in life. You know, so often we don't understand why things happen to us. It's only in retros- retrospect that we understand that that was a learning curve in our life we had to make peace with that at some stage we had to really work through that whole thing in, in order to understand ourselves but more more than this to get back to the state of love the state of unconditional love not saying if you do this and that i will love you but to get mm-hmm. to the stage where i say i love you that okay. Regardless, yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not easy, and that's what I said last week, but it's not easy. And I keep thinking about people, you know, who are obviously wounded, but they are not at a point where they are aware that they need to do some work or they are not in a situation when they 
you know, they can start the work. I mean, they, again, if we don't do the work, we keep bumping into the same situations over and over again. So, Yes, that's right. Because I do twin flame soul readings where, 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 where people ask me about relationship. And as I do those, a, a pattern starts emerging that the pattern is from past lives. In other words, a lot of women were like forced into marriages, as I said before, or they, they were like, um, you know, the partners come up in this life again. So you have to, so whatever was not resolved in the previous lives, as far as trauma is concerned, and as far as as as, um, as a pattern is concerned that was created, it will repeat itself even in this lifetime. And then, of course, if you in this lifetime have been married more than once, you tend to also take that same pattern that you did not dissolve into the next marriage and into the next relationship. Um, I see this all the time that those that 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 have not resolved the first pattern that they created in their first marriage will will start taking it over into the next and the next and the next because it has never been resolved. So there's something very deeply underlying here that the lesson will repeat itself until we dissolve the lesson, until we learn the lesson Mm -hmm. and the pattern dissolves itself, which is something profound because if we are open to learning that, then we will learn it in some way. But if we are closed off, something matters. Drastic will happen in our lives to wake us up to the fact that we are creating that pattern. And that is where the dark nights of the souls come from. Often it will be a near-death experience or something dramatic will happen. And then we are forced to have a look at ourselves and see what is it that is causing this or what is it that that I, I am not seeing here. Often the, these will come in, in a dramatic way. But at this time, we can actually open up to ourselves and we say, wow, you know, I have to work on this in a, in a sense that I can't change the other person. I can only change myself. Mm-hmm. I can change myself, my viewing, my feeling, my thinking. If I'm not willing to do the inner work and I'm not willing to change myself, I cannot change the other person. Because you cannot change another person. You can oh. only change yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very true. At the same time, you know, including myself, we have a tendency to look outside for answers and outside for faults. So it's usually easier to blame your partner than it is to look within and start uh, introspecting. And so I'm just trying to, you know, to, to look at both sides in here. I mean, what you said makes a lot of sense, but... Uh, I think there's a point where it clicks in a sense, and I think there's a moment of awareness, a moment of waking up when he said, this is it, you know, this is happening to me all the time. Why can't I take care of that myself? Exactly. You know, people are always looking outside, as you mm-hmm. say, for answers. But all answers lie within. You, you, but you, within you, you create on the outside. Um, in the last week or so, I had to really work on that myself um, in, in that I was looking at a recurring pattern in my life. And, uh, and as I started looking at the pattern, I realized I have to dissolve this pattern or else it will start, it will always come back to haunt me. Um, a lot of people, you know, they, they say, oh, if, if, if a partner changes, I will change. That is not the way because, you know, if we get to the stage back of unconditional love for ourselves, we, we will see that everything in life, even the partner, reflects that back to us, which we haven't made peace with in our lives, which we haven't owned, which we haven't accepted as part of ourselves because we are everything. 
we are all and every trait that is on the planet, we reflect in some ways. During my dark nights of the souls where I had to sit down and really look at what happened to me and how that happened, I had to sit down and say, what is it that really pushed my buttons here? What is it where my woundedness came in? And then I had to sit down and look at myself. Where did I have the same trait within myself? Excuse me, it wasn't, it wasn't very easy to do that because it's very hard to have the mirror in front of you and you look at yourself in the eye and, and see to yourself, wow, I, I'm doing exactly that. I just didn't maybe do it in the same measure, but I'm doing it. And then you start learning from that and you say, but how is, is it, how did that person by doing that and acting that serve me because in some way they did serve you it might have kicked your butt into Mm -hmm. action to go and do something but it did serve you in the end and also how does how does you doing that serve the other person so in other words it, it, it it goes into a deeper way of looking at life and in the end you see that everything was perfect the way that that person acted and the and everything that 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 Everything was beautifully balanced. It was beautifully there. And you get to the stage of gratitude. Once you get to the stage of gratitude, you get into a higher state of grace. And that is when you suddenly can only, if a person stands in front of you, or even if they've died, you can just say, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. That is the state of unconditional love. That is when we haven't got any conditions anymore. We see the perfection of whatever happened. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. It's a, good, uh, it's a good segue. It's a good way to go into the dark night of the soul. I think we discussed that together uh, off the record. So I wanted to, if you don't mind, to share a bit about your own experience, uh, what happened and, and what did you realize and how did it last? I mean, I mentioned mine about three months ago, so I'm not going to go into that, but I, I can certainly relate to, to where you were. So. Yeah. Um, I mentioned last, with the last uh, session that I had the dark nights of the soul descending on me after I actually walked into my office after 34 years of being a librarian yeah. and giving my heart and soul and everything into my work and into community work and then just being told if I don't vacate my office within two hours, it will be done for me. Now, that really pulled the whole proverbial carpet underneath my feet. This is what I lived for. This is what I did. It was my whole life was structured around my work at that time. I didn't have anything else where I was pushing my energy in so much as my work because my work was my life and my life was my work. So there was... And to suddenly have that pulled under you is like everything scatters into a million pieces. And you are left here in the sea of these millions of uh, pieces, the fractions, and you are swimming in this and you're trying not to drown. That is where the dark nights of the soul comes in. And you start to question. You start to say, why does this happen to me? You know, why why didn't it happen to anybody else? Why me? Mm -hmm. Why me? Why this? Why is it happening? 
And uh, I remember that at one stage I was really feeling very, very sorry for myself. And a friend of mine came in and she said to me, you know, you can sit here and wallop in in self-pity the rest of your life. Or you can get up and dust yourself down and go and do something about it. At that stage, I was quite miffed with her because of myself. How the heck do you tell me that? But it it, it sort of made me realize that nobody's going to take me out of this except me myself. And I had to start getting sense of all of this and um, in that I I tried to hang out but uh, I I tried to sort of like put my life together but in that stage I was actually starting my my psychic abilities were starting to open up and I was seeing things I wouldn't normally see and I was experiencing things I didn't normally experience and I did not know what to do with all of this I understand now in retrospect it was a huge awakening of my soul into a different level of different level of consciousness but at that stage when all of this was happening I just simply did not know what was happening and why I thought I was going cuckoo and, uh, <laughs> yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really thought I was going cuckoo, and um, in that, um, as I said, I resigned, and then I decided, well, now I'm going to take my life back. But it wasn't easy, like uh, you know, it wasn't easy because first of all, I had to go through all that pain that I, I had accumulated and started to sort of like, um, like dissolve it, dissolve it, dissolve it, and then um, I, I, I suddenly had this this absolute instinct with all of this what happened to me and this opening up psychically I was seeing energy lines in the earth that I've never seen before in my life I was seeing um, I, 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 I remember that I, I asked myself why I was born in Africa mm-hmm. and um, and then I was told well go and get out a map of Africa so I went and got a map out of Africa and I was told well go and look where you were born and so I took that out and okay here is where I'm born and then they said you were born exactly at the right spot, at the right place, because that is where your soul energy wanted to incarnate. So that was like an aha moment. I thought to myself, sure. okay. And then, then I started, they, they started, you know, I started seeing energy lines on the map of Africa and I started, you know, drawing them in. And uh, that became a whole journey in itself. I actually knew that I had to go and 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 retrieve information that that nobody had ever retrieved before. That it was in a form of energy that I would have to tap into that energy field in order to read that and bring that back to mankind. How I was going to do that, I had nothing. I, I had nothing to go on it. I couldn't find it in any books or whatever. It was just something that my soul had to do. So I took my car and I started driving around South Africa. And I was led to these places where I was tapping into this energy field, which I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had to take a leap of faith. But in that, that I was starting to work with the energy, something within me started shifting because I had to go very deep within for answers. I had to pave a pioneer away that I knew nobody had done before me, but I had to trust what was given to me and I had to trust that I write down what was given to me, even if I did not understand it because this was very high technology that I was seeing and I didn't have the... the, the, the I didn't have a scientific background and I didn't have like, uh, um, I didn't have a knowledge to know what I'm doing, but I did it anyway. 
And in that, I started to tap into the super consciousness energy field. And that enables me today to do soul readings because that is where I tap into that energy field. And um, as this and, sorry, thing, and just yeah. make sure that is the super consciousness is different from the Akashic records. Is yes, it? it is definitely. Can you, can, is, you, can you explain the difference, please? Yes, um, it is. It is pure energy. It's an energy field. It's a. It's a, I, the nearest I can think of it is if you think of of a matrix matrix energy field that is like a massive computer, and everything that ever happens all over the cosmos, and um, that is stored in that brain in 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 this massive energy field. Um, I see this as a, as a type of 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 a. A higher mind, or or a type of a higher um, uh, a, a universal mind, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And everything that ever ever happens in the whole cosmos is is actually recorded in there. But it's not recorded like we would find it in books or manuscripts, or or uh, the internet is the nearest that we get to it. Because, like uh, you know, the microchip stores everything on on the computer. This is the same st- type of storing device. It's just in in a type of energy field that we have not learned to tap into yet. And that is why when people go to these ancient sites, they're always looking. For they say, oh, these people were primitive because they didn't know how to write. Um, they didn't. They didn't need writing because, first of all, they 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 communicated telepathically, and secondly, they could read the energy field. So, in other words, you didn't have to have books or anything. If you know how to tap into an energy field, then you can you can um, literally transmit the uh, information and use it in your own way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So that, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. So um, I think it's a very important uh, explanation that our listeners would like to to have. So, so sorry, you were you were saying that you were learning how to tap the super consciousness. Yes, that's right. Mm. And it became a journey in itself. It became an in and out journey. And uh, with that, I ended up a year teaching in, in the Middle East. Well, that, that wow. was a, 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 a revelation in itself because now I know why people have to go to the desert in order to find enlightenment. Um, because there, for the first time, I as a woman had no rights um, I, 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 as an employer, had no rights. And for the first time, I realized that, that if you are not free within your own soul, you, you cannot be free anywhere else. Um, it, is, it is a freedom that's within you to be and explore. And it, whatever the outside world is like, that being is there inside you. And it's then that I started writing uh, inspirational stuff because I needed that inspiration myself. And I started reaching out to people over the world. And then I got feedback that my writing was helping them to cope with life. And in that, I started shifting. Something deep inside me started shifting because I realized that that I needed to, to the experiences that I went through I needed to share with others and through the sharing I was helping them to heal as I was healing and um, when I got back to South Africa that became my life 
it became a whole journey. It became a whole whole new lifestyle that I was creating. But now all those those millions of, of, of pieces now started to reassemble again. And with that, the new me started emerging, but a new me on a higher level than I was before. So now I can see that all these pieces have come together and they have started to integrate and become something different than it was before. But if I had not gone through all the dark nights of the souls, I could not now help people. I could not now go in, you know, and, and tap into energy fields. I could not have gone, you know, I could not reach with my writing the whole world if, 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 if I had not gone through that. So it, in other words, the, it has been a huge wake-up call in my life that there was more to life than I was doing. But it also was a call to greater service and, height, mm-hmm. height, yes. and, and higher service because that is what we are here for, to serve in the greatest manner that we can and doing things from our heart and soul and the depths of our being. Thank you very much, yes. The, the thought that came to mind listening to you and, and reflecting on my own experience too is that, you know, throughout that, that dark night of the soul, I think something within opens up. It's like a portal. It's like an inner portal that opens up. Uh, and, and I don't know how to describe it because it's, I think it's, it's not something physical that you can experience. It's something spiritual within. Uh, you know, in my experience, the sensation I had is like the, the floor of my life collapsed. And you mentioned more or less the same thing. You said the rug under my office or whatever was pulled out. And it's like you have nothing to lean on anymore. It's like you, you're really out there in a void in a sense. I'm talking about a spiritual metaphor here. Yes. And I think it's because of that, uh, I would almost call it that nakedness, uh, that things happen. I think there's a question of opening something within. I don't know exactly. Again, I don't know how it works because um, it works differently for different people. So, but um, did you did you have that? I mean, after the fact, did you have that feeling as well that something opened up in you? And yes, yes, it, it's it's a vulnerability because you become so word. vulnerable. But you become so vulnerable that you, you, you don't know where to turn. It, it felt like somebody was putting a knife in my heart the whole time. You know, it was like, <laughs> it, 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 is, it, it is like a churning inside and you don't quite know what it is. But if you don't go through this, you know, um, through the process of transformation, it, it is like you were, you were put in the fire, in, in, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like gold, you know, a gold is rock. Uh, you've got to melt, yeah, you've got to melt the rock at very high temperatures in order for the gold to come out. And that is what happens is you are refined by this process. You are literally melted down in order to, to that, that, that the purity of your soul comes through. And that is a gift that you give to the world is the purity of your soul, the purity of your intent, the purity of a love in your heart and in your being and into that new world work that you are giving to mankind. Um, I, I always see myself as a transmitter. I, I transmit the higher consciousness into into the world. That's what I am. And and uh, that has become my prayer to every day to become this, this, this transmitter in any way that I can be used. But if I hadn't gone through all of that, I wouldn't be able to do this now. Uh-huh. Thank you. It's really a, a great task. I mean, it's, it's obviously your mission. So, 
So does that mean you, you convey information to us through that whatever vehicle you obtain that consciousness? Obviously, there. It's like you know, feeding a baby. A baby can't you know really feed himself, so we give him very small uh, pieces of whatever purees or veggies or fruits. You know, I'm trying to find a metaphor for the kind of work that you are doing now. Yes, you know, when I first started writing about the energy field, I found that most people didn't understand what I was I was writing about. But I put it out anyway, any anyway, because I thought to myself, well, somebody somewhere, something will ring a bell somewhere along the line. And then, and uh, now, in 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 a few years' time, people are starting to understand that because they're rising their own level of consciousness. So, in other words, in a few years' time, everybody will be at the or most people or, or those who are truly go, going through this process of transformation will all find that, that something in their life is, is at a higher level. It's a higher level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I have been shown that there are octaves of consciousness, yes, mm-hmm. like, like there are octaves of music. Okay. So you, you have like octaves of consciousness. And every time that you, you hit like a plate, like, like the, if it's a spiral, you know, spiral, spiraling yep. up, at a certain level you hit like the floor. And you literally have to gain momentum to go through that into the next octave of being. And the dark nights of a soul is when you dissolve so that you can have the momentum to go through that, to that, through that floor and into the next higher consciousness level. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. And at the same time, it's something that can only be experienced. It's very hard to, you know, to touch with your finger what it means to gain consciousness or to gain a higher level of consciousness. No. And, no. And, um, yeah, you have to look back and maybe realize that five years ago you were not the same human being. And it's a question of experience, of knowledge of many things, but consciousness uh, encapsulates a lot of things, I guess. And uh, it's, a very, um, it's a very amazing process. So... Thank you very much. I think it's a very good time for us to take a break and move on to a different segment after the break. So again, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you very much. And yes, um, I'm glad that you invited me and thank you very much for having me on your show. You're welcome. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. 
apply. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, Judy. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you very much for what you shared during the first part of this um, this, um, radio show. I think it's very, uh, very enlightening, very intriguing. And I think... One question came to mind, and maybe you could shed some light on it uh, when you started talking about the super consciousness and these energy fields. I was reading and researching last week um, a concept around a, a small place in France called Rennes le Chateau. It's in the south of France, and it's, uh, it's a place, uh, there's a, especially a church dedicated to Marie Magdalene. And apparently, she lived there, you know, about 2,000 years ago. Uh, after she came back from Israel or Egypt, I don't know. And it seems like around that place, I was reading an article by uh, a person called William Henry. and He was talking about the notion in relation to Rennes-le-Chateau, he was talking about the notion of stargates. So I don't know if this notion is meaningful, uh, and if you could say a few words about this. Yes, um, I, I myself have done a lot of research on, on that area, mainly because of past life recalls of being um, sort of burnt at the stake with five Knights Templars. And that sort of like got me on the go here. You know, why did that happen and how did it happen? And with that, I, I started to get immense recalls of that whole area, which, which is a book in itself. I, I just mm-hmm. haven't written it. I hope you but, published uh, it, yes. Yeah. But uh, but uh, what happens is in, in in those places the Pyrenees themselves are pyramids that are under 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 the 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 um, underneath they under the ground they are under the ground and the Pyrenees itself has got a very very interesting history if you delve very deeply into it um, I I won't go into details here because it will blow people's mind but there are certain areas uh, in, in the Pyrenees that act as portals. And they've always have. There's, there's no such thing as as, as 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 it's not there, but it is there. And Arenda Chateau is is one of those. And and there are further ones uh, up in France, like the Sabatis Mountains. I don't yes. know. My French is a bit bad, but um, uh, where where you really have got portals, literally dimensional portals. And it's very, very interesting because if, if you go and read um, up in history like I did, I really delved deeply into this. And I, I got to very interesting connections um, between um, that whole area and Ireland, for instance, and Egypt. And, uh, and, um, and also with, with that, uh, um, to, to places like Delhi, 
Delphi in 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 Greece, mm-hmm. um, and like Pythagoras. Yeah, and Pythagoras, you know, so, so you're getting here where you've got a, an amazing sort of like a, a, a coming together of worlds in the Pyrenees, uh, which has always been there. Uh, uh, even the ancient world all got together there. And, and, and it's, the Pyrenees itself are far more ancient than even Atlantis was. And wow. that is what, what people don't realize. Um, is that it's that it's it's an immensely old part of the world that and it it links up with with this whole story that I'm writing about Africa, and it links up with with a lot of things there, and um, that is why you have portals there or stargates there where you can literally start spanning dimensions. I've come across such places here in South Africa. Um, the one place I, I actually uh, um, was asked to open a portal there because it had been very much clogged. And it's one of those experiences that I will never forget in my whole life um, because there for the first time I saw what humanity was capable of creating um, because uh, the the creatures that were at this place who were clogging up this whole energy field because wherever you've got intense trauma, it's like black tar. It, 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 it goes into the energy fields and, and it really blocks it. And um, I saw minotaurs and I saw half man and half beast and uh, robots that were created. And, and uh, the funniest creatures that I've ever seen in my life were, were, were like, gathering there and um i had to release them into into the in, into the um from from being earthbound to to clear up this this mm. whole portal were they but, good creatures or bad creatures um they they were well, they were great traumatized creatures traumatized okay <laughs> because a, a lot of those that, that actually were half man half beast uh, yes. those those who created them had to forfeit their souls in order to part of their souls to create them. But once they actually were sort of like rele- released, this whole thing uh, turned into absolute blinding white light. It, it was just amazing. And at this absolute swirling, whirling energy, that, that, that portal there. And, um, and I could span dimensions there. It, 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 is, it is the most amazing thing. But that is what happens in the Pyrenees. Mm. It's interesting you mentioned that uh, creatures that are half human and half animal because I've heard a story about um, a bull, so-called a bull in the area of a place called Sarance. It's not very far from the Spanish border. And at the yes. time, I don't know exactly when, but this bull was a bull during the day. And at night, it was going up into the higher level of the, of the mountain. And it was coming to worship a, bl- a virgin, a black virgin. And yeah. from what I understand, it, you know... It, it was not clearly a human. It was half animal and half human. And um, there was something very mythical about this. I haven't explored this area and this story to the fullest, but that's what I was, uh, that's what I was told. That's what I was learning about this. Um, so I'm not surprised that you're saying uh, it's the same thing in South Africa. Yes, that's right. Because um, these, pe- these creatures were, were created uh, at a time when scientists were, were sort of going into, into that mind frame. Uh, remember that I said that that, that, that is where, where human beings lost it, is when yep. they went totally into the mind and they yep. divorced the mind from the heart. And they were created then because, uh, because the scientists were experimenting far beyond what the, what the universal laws were. Because the universal law 
laws state very clearly that you were not allowed to do that. But they said, no, well, we, we will create it here on earth. And that is why, why, the, uh, why one of the greatest destructions happened was because of all these creatures, etc. But it, it, was, it was at that stage something that happened, which was not the flood. It was even before the flood. And uh, the earth literally burned by fire then. Wow. Um, and so many creatures like this were created all over the world, I guess you said. Yes, that's right. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so many things that we're not aware of, so... No, it's not. And, the, and you know, there's a lot of mythology. I mean, the Greek mythology talk, uh, talks about the mentors and so on, but yes. they really existed. The centaurs, they, they yeah. Existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they were there and they were created. So it is something that human beings remember. And often they remember them as mythological creatures, like the dragons, etc. But they really existed in, 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 in time and space. They did exist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So the, my last question about these portals, apparently when you get to these portals, I don't, I don't know how you can communicate, but you can have access to the outer world, I guess. Uh, I think you mentioned different galaxies. Now, what's, the, yes. what's the purpose of these portals all over the world? And they put you into a higher dimensional state where, where you can actually go into um, the highest dimensional states. The higher dimensional states have also got octaves of being, consciousness. Mm-hmm. But um, what they do is a lot of them are aligned with, uh, in our solar, sorry, in our solar system, we have like, um, we're part of the Milky Way galaxy. And then um, the Milky Way galaxy forms part of the 12 master galaxies that created life on earth and the main stargate or the main portal that we can reach these the through goes through Sirius so in other words if if you if you tune into that vibration of Sirius you can literally go from there and expand beyond anything that you ever thought of is possible um, it, it goes a lot with, with that is why you have like uh, um, uh, Hancock uh, mentions that, that the pyramids uh, um, go, uh, are connected to Sirius and Orion and also to Lyra. Lyra was, was, was one of those, those galaxies that, that, um, that was sort of half blown off in, in the wall of, walls of heaven. But everything goes through, through Sirius. It, 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 Sirius is like a, a, a massive portal for information on this planet and also for, for the super consciousness and, and, the, and the energy fields that go through it. So in other words, I, I have, I have um, for instance, here on a beach near here where one of those energy centers are, the portals, um, I have just sat meditating there and immediately as I meditated, I was put through the dimensional shifts. So um, these portals act there. If you, if you just get very quiet and you go inside yourself and you, and you start uh, to consciously or subconsciously, um, start to, to, to connect with the energy field, that energy field will connect to your soul. And because your soul is pure energy, you, you can, through your soul, span all the di- dimensions. That's what people don't realize, is that your soul is pure energy. That is why you, you can connect with energy through energy, through your soul. Your soul goes and mm-hmm. becomes that energy, and you can literally merges. tap into it. It merges with it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the way you do it. That's the way you did it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, um, 
it's good to know. I mean, I was, was just wondering just how this can possibly happen, I guess. It's, um, it's a very, it's, it's a very, very mystical process to me, but, um, because I've never been to such a place, but I'm sure, um, I'm sure it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, it's just something that I experienced. I, I can't explain it in, in, in a different way, but I believe oh, no, it's good. That, I mean, mm. that, that, that is what happens in France is that you can go through those processes if you know how. It's just that a lot of things we have forgotten to do that. And um, as we raise our consciousness and as we grow in, a, in conscious awareness, those things will just take on a different meaning and a different form because now we've got the inner tools to do it and we understand how to do it. Um, that is why people are drawn to that area. Mostly people are drawn to energy places because they feel like something's happening there, but they're not quite sure what it is. They, they just want to be there and uh, they're not quite sure why they are there. And um, I, I, um, and I have often found here in the energy places, I ask people, oh, why, why did you come and live here? And they said, I don't know. I just feel very, I feel like energized here and I feel happier here or whatever. And that is because they subconsciously pick this up, but they don't consciously pick it up. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so people can sense a different level of vibrations, I guess. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And all these different portals or stargates are connected around the world? I mean, is it like a grid? Um, it, it's not the web of light that people are often thinking about. It, it is a grid, yes. It, it's different. But it's not the web of light. It's something completely different. Okay. And, uh, and, and it connects on different levels. It's, 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 um, but it, it's busy opening up. It hasn't quite opened up yet because um, we're not ready for it yet. Um, so it hasn't been activated, you mean? Yeah. It hasn't been fully activated, I guess. The, no, 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 no. We uh, as, as human beings, we need to rise in consciousness still, no, I guess. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. We have to be at the level where we, where we start understanding it, first of all. And then the next level is not to abuse it because mm -hmm. in, in Atlantis and so on, they abused that system. And that is why Atlantis fell. It's one of the reasons that Atlantis fell. And we have to have a lesson now that we get these major power or, or the macro powers, but we also what we do with it is, is, is the crux of the matter. Do we use it responsibly or do we use it not in, to, to destroy or, or to, to destroy each other or whatever. To dominate each other, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Use each other, yeah. And on, there have been so many cases of that. I mean, it's interesting. It, it looks like at least, you know, we still haven't learned the lesson. There's still so much uh, turmoil and wars and conflicts and wife, uh, strife, I mean, around the world. So, uh, obviously, you know, I think we were talking about healing last week. Uh, and I think it takes... Maybe it takes one person at a time to heal the person's heart and for the yes. person to, to do a turnaround and realize that, you know, there's a lot of goodness in each other's and that our purpose in life is to put that goodness to good use and to share it with our brothers and sisters. Yes, that's right. Because as we change, the world change because what happens in the microcosm affects the macrocosm and what happens in the macrocosm affects the microcosm so for every one of us that changes from deep within we change the world we just we just don't understand how powerful we are but we are and and um, because 
again, we, we become like a, a, a higher transmitter channel. We, we actually start transmitting higher vibrations and frequencies of light. Mm-hmm. And that affects everything else. That affects the matrix um, because we are in a matrix energy field. So for everyone that that's actually starts to be ignited from within, we ignite the energy fields. That's what people don't understand. But you are like this, the sun. I mean, you, you, you're like a vibrant sun that is busy, busy radiating out and forth. And, and whatever you touch is going to be changed because you are changed from inside. So we're, in a sense, we are sending vibrations of light, no? Talking about, yes. 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 Out to the universe, I mean, to the people around us, but I think on a, on a higher level as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We, we, that is what we do. And, 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 and we actually, uh, the more conscious we become, the more we radiate out, the more we, 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 we start affecting the energy field, the more we start having a, a, a powerful effect on that energy field. Uh, it's, it's, you know, like you have one or two people that literally uh, um, change the world. They do it because they are conscious. They, they, are, they are at that consciousness level. Mm-hmm. You mean um, the person who comes to mind is Gandhi? I mean, it's a person like Gandhi, you mean? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, they literally affected life. They brought in a revolution in their own way. Uh, it's, not, it's not just the Gandhis of the world. I mean, you look like Galileo or Newton. I mean, they all, all changed the world in their own way mm-hmm. by, 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 by going past the norm. Because they they were they were like the genius was activated within them. Their 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 whole consciousness rose, and they affect the whole world just because they are ignited from within. If if uh, it it is an ignition that comes from within, and then you radiate out to the world, and you start changing the world by that radiation that you're putting out. Well, yeah, this is part this is part of their mission as well. I, I assume it's something that yeah, is yeah, more yeah, or less yeah, free. Yeah. Predetermined before they come to Earth, I guess. Yes, that's right. Because mm-hmm. your soul is is, is, is is volunteered to come in to do specific work. And most people don't realize that, that because we get programmed, we get falsely programmed when we, I mean, we're not told this as children. I mean, children know that if you ask them, they will tell you what they'd come in to do. But then adults don't always understand what children are talking about and they start shutting them down. Mm-hmm. And it's only once later in life that they suddenly have a wake-up call if they're lucky. But most just fall asleep and and. And they, they never wake up, which is a great tragedy because, um, uh, I mean, these new children that, that, that are, are, are now coming, coming into the world, they, they, they're amazing beings. They have all the tools that, that can, can create this new earth and they've got all the technology that we need. And, but the thing is, if we don't give them the chance to be that, then they fall asleep and nobody can, can, can awake them from that. And unless they have a big dark nights of the soul, and that is how they wake up. Uh, it's like you needed to wake up that way, and I needed to wake up that way. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a harsh way to wake up, but maybe it's a necessary way. I mean, there's always a learning in the experience. So I've heard about those children coming in now with special abilities and skills, and, and you know, there to help us raise the level of consciousness of humanity, I think. Uh, some of them are called indigo children, but I think there's different types of, of children. I don't know what 
Uh, yes, the Indigos were the first. They came in from after the Second World War until uh, about the 1970s. And then you had the Crystal Children. They came, no, it was, sorry, it was 70s, 80s. And then the, from the 80s to about the 90s, the Crystal Children came in. And then from 1994, the Rainbow Children to about 2000 and uh, I think eight. Uh-huh. And then, then the sun children are now coming in. They, the sun actually, children, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard it that way. So, yeah. So obviously, they will at some point their abilities will will wake up, will manifest. I think it's only a question of time and a question of of providing the right uh, circumstances. Yes, they are a new prototype of human being. They are differently wired. They are differently put together. And uh, they have a much higher vibrational body than we have. Uh, It's not as physical as ours. And that is why, like, medical practitioners and so on will not understand what these children are about unless they start finding new ways to to, uh, use medicine in in a higher way. Uh, because these children will not react to, to normal uh, medicine, etc. They, they need something completely like, like a, a consciousness change in, in the way that they are uh, reacting to the world. So they'd be very like, um, unlike anything that we have seen before, because they are the new, new being, they, they are, they're the new human race, they're the new earth. Uh-huh. I understand also that they are learning in a very different way. I mean, we, we've been learning, most of us, in the way back in a very linear way, uh, uh, amassing, you know, knowledge and uh, instructions, I think. From what I understand, these children also are learning more in a, in a spiral way, like a spiral consciousness way. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. So, which so means, sorry, which means also that our educa- educational systems may 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 need to evolve, I guess. There have been debates about this for a long, long time, but I guess it's not a question of testing the knowledge of a child with a, you know, with a, with a test. I think it's much more a question of what the child is able to manifest again. So it's much more spiritual than it is, um, than it is not pure knowledge, you know, pure brain knowledge. And I think you, you mentioned the importance of the mind in the, in the centuries past, I guess, I think there's a need to bring more soul into the into the world, and I think that has to do a lot with the the way we educate our children in the schools. Exactly, it has. There has to be a whole um, shift in that because um, you know it's they they will just not listen to a teacher if they, if they feel the teacher is not teaching them something, you know, and and uh, also they they need to be brought up. Um, I mean, I, I I heard a story the other day. I mean, like the greatest mathematician in 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 uh, in the world was a six. Well, he's now in his twenties, but his mother from the day that he was born said, "What do you want to learn? What do you want to learn?" And she gave him that which he wanted to learn when Uh he was 16 he was the greatest mathematician that the world has ever seen because his mother refused to give him the ordinary schooling Uh and just gave him that which he needed to to which he wanted to learn and now he's 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 one of the masterminds in in mathematics Uh in in fact there's nobody who's as brilliant as he is so what's his name 
Um, I, 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 don't, I, I can't recall his name now, but, but, um, but in any case, so these children, once their genius is, is actually act, um, sort Activated, of yeah. nurtured, they are nurtured from no, their, their children, they, they will just boggle everybody's minds because they're different. Um, I read an article that in China, they're already doing that. They're identifying them before they're eight years old. And some of them are already doing adult uh, jobs because of that. Mm-hmm. So the Chinese, they are wide awake. It's just that we are busy, busy sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting about China because it's a very, um, from the outside, it appears as a very authoritarian society. And yet they have all uh, prodigies, you know, like uh, especially I'm thinking about gymnastics, but I guess obviously they have yeah, 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 yeah. of the soul, I guess. Yes, people with very special abilities. I think, like you said, I think it's very important to listen early on about what the child is saying. Yes, yes. And, and what interests the child? You know, where, where's the child like, like ignited? We can't stop doing that. You know, we often think that the electronic systems are bad for the child. But if a child is brilliant in, in certain ways, and if we sort of like nurture that and guide it along, then, then these children will just, they, 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 they sort of like, um, uh, what do you say? They, they, they will give us their best. They, 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 they will sort of like stretch us in new ways that we've never been stretched for before. And that is so beautiful. Yes. I know. They have so much potential. I think it's, it's really part of a great responsibility for us to understand our children's potential and to guide them the way they are supposed to be guided, like you mentioned this mathematician and his mother. I think it takes a great, a great deal of listening, you know, listening in a different way as well. And not so much pushing things upon them, uh, you know, want them to absorb knowledge and, and, and rules and whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, because most of it you don't use in any case the rest of your life. That's very true. That's very true. What I learned in physics is not very, uh, chemistry is not very useful to me now, I guess. But it's part of the, of the brain formatting that we have in society. So I think it's... Um, yeah, a lot of it was programmed. It was it was also to to make people not think. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, uh, yes, I know to become like more or less robots. I guess that's what. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's it's a way to manipulate people as well. I I agree with you. Yes, yeah. And it, it depends who is in charge, but I guess it's um yeah. I'm sure that things will uh, will evolve. I'm pretty hopeful uh, for the future with all these new children coming in. I guess and and this level of a. Consciousness rising. So, yes. Thank you very much. I think we're going to take another short to talk about. Uh, my initial goal was to have you talk about the rising of the divine feminine. So we can't do it today, obviously, but um, I think it would be a, a very nice topic for. I think it's also a nice way to dovetail, in a sense, after what we mentioned for. For almost two hours now to go into this topic of rising, the rising of the divine feminine. So that would be lovely. Yeah, I'd I'd really love to do that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much, Judith. And uh, again, thanks for being here and enlightening us with your your soul experience. Thank, well, thank you. you so much for inviting me. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a good week. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. 
Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.